Start your week smiling with your friends, Kathy Zant and Michelle Frechette. It's time to get ready for some weekly motivation with WP Motivate. Happy Friday, Kathy. TGIF. Happy Friday and happy first day of December. Did you survive Where? Black Friday? I did. Barely. Where the heck did barely. this year go? <laughs> it's been like no the idea. longest year and the shortest freaking year ever, all at the same time. Yeah. It's, it's been crazy. flown by, but there have been some months where it's just like, can this just can this phase just end now? Like <laughs> summer? Yes. And the relentless heat and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I see you have a stocking up behind you and a little Christmas tree. I do. I and a little tree back here. That oh. one, that one is up because that one gets put away in a closet and then I just take <laughs> it out. It's already decorated. And just <laughs> I love it. Somewhere. I have a Christmas tree in my living room. So it's not in my office, obviously. So my tree is up with literally probably three or 400 ornaments on it because I've been oh, collecting wow. them since I was since I was an infant, my mother started collecting ornaments. Um, and so it's funny because as I was growing up, my favorite ornament was always this one same ornament. It's this little, like, it's a little yarn doll with like bright yellow hair. And I remember thinking as a child, this is the most beautiful ornament in the entire world. Yeah. And every year it would get handed to me and I'd hang it where I wanted in a place of honor. And I remember at about maybe 15 or 16 years old, like that came out and I, my, I got all excited because for the most beautiful ornament and for the first time ever, I saw that ornament with a, more adult eyes than like childhood eyes. And I was like, this isn't beautiful. It was beautiful to my child's eye. I mean, it's cute, right? Don't get me wrong. And I'll, maybe I'll post a picture of it on this in, when I put this um, the transcript up for this episode, so people can be like, "She thought that was beautiful." But I, I think there's a, there was a, there was definitely a lesson to me, right? That that we see things differently through child's eyes, and as we grow up, we become a little more jaded. We become a little more skeptical, if you will. I also, and this is so embarrassing to admit to you. Really, it's truly embarrassing, but my, because I'm an intelligent woman, I promise you. But when we were kids, we didn't like vegetables. Like a lot of kids don't like vegetables, right? So we didn't like cauliflower and we didn't like broccoli. I love them now. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love them. But as a kid, it was like, I don't want to eat that. Right. So instead of like, oh, those are little trees. My dad, my dad told us, you don't like broccoli. What's wrong with you? That's what they make chocolate out of. And so I started eating broccoli. Like we all, all the kids, like the, the three of us started eating broccoli as children because that's what they made chocolate out of. Do you know that like you, those truths that you just hold in your head because your parent told you, like literally yeah. like in college and I go to take a bite of broccoli and I'm thinking to tell my friends, this is where, wait a minute, this is not where chocolate comes from. Like literally had that like, la la, like that paradigm shift where I was like, what the heck? Chocolate does not come from broccoli, right? So <laughs> along the same lines as the little beautiful doll that she's cute. Like I said, don't get me wrong. She's cute. She's definitely shows her age. She's 55 also. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, children's eyes and children's minds and the things that we learn and whatever. Anyway, so yeah. there's, there's one of my holiday stories. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I've got all of the childhood ornaments, too. We've got some weird ones, you know, from the, you know, the 70s when yes. disco was like a thing. We have um, 
Well, we call them the disco pairs. They're pairs, but they have the mirrors all over them, right? So oh, we, yeah. I have the disco pairs. My brothers did not get the disco pairs. I got the disco <laughs> pairs. They were our favorite because. And every know. year that you hang them on your tree, you have that memory, that core memory yes. that's that's part of them. Like, I got the pears and I remember <laughs> having the pears as kids and all of that kind of stuff. And it's fun, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is cool. It, the, and these ornaments mean like they mean more for me, but they don't mean anything to my kids. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll pass them on. But to them, they're just like, OK, weird things that grandma gave us. Right. Yeah. And so they don't mean anything. But my son was here for Thanksgiving and it was kind of funny, like watching him and Clara bounce off of each other and like what's important to them, like things that were just like, yeah, OK, whatever. But like those were like those they're they are their core memories yeah. of what were their defining moments. And I was like, wow, I didn't think about that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like their perception of it is so different. It's funny. Well, Lydia's at her own home now for over 10 years and has never put up a tree. I still have all of her childhood. I had packed them separately for her one year when yeah. I took the tree down after she had moved out. And I packed all, packed all of them in a lo lovely little Rubbermaid tote, nice and, you know, moisture proof and everything. Not that my house is wet, but, you know, like moisture proof, all of that yeah. kind of thing. I'm like, so when do you want your ornaments? Oh, you could throw them away. I was heartbroken. I'm like, I'm not throwing them away. I've saved these for you all these years. So someday she may want them. And if not, she can throw them away after I die because they're not going yeah. anywhere until then. <laughs> but, you know, That's so, so I, funny. So I, you know, I'm divorced now. I live alone and, you know, I, I think as people know, I I'm disabled. And so I can't stand up to put together my tree and to hang the ornaments on my tree and to put the tree topper on my tree. If I stood on a stool to put the tree topper on, the tree and me would be on the ground, right? So all of those things. So I have to rely on other people to help me do those things because my daughter doesn't live nearby. My parents are more disabled than I am. And so I have to either hire somebody or I have to ask friends if they want to come over and help yeah. me do those kinds of things. And, you know, you and I were talking a little bit before the show about how important it is to be able to accept help and ask for help. And yeah. so my tree, and like I said, I will, I'll put a picture of the tree and the special ornament uh, in the show notes for this one. I'll take my camera over there after this. Um, but it wouldn't be up this year if I didn't have somebody who was willing to come over and I unwrap the ornaments and <laughs> told them the history of every single one. They were probably like, uh, I think I hear my mom calling, but <laughs> yeah, but they got to hear me talk about my memory lane with some of those ornaments too. Yeah. And it's That's just, so cool. there's, there's a lot to be said for, and you don't have to be disabled to ask for help and accept help. Right. Yeah, it's um I I think I don't know what it is about me, but I'm very much a just I'll let me just get it all done. I'll just do mm -hmm. it. I'll just take care of everything. And you know, this lesson, the stuff that I go through with with Mark, I've had to ask for help. I've had to orchestrate help. I've had to deal with all kinds of social workers and all of these things that are like sound wonderful oh let them just take care of it and then like realize oh you are just clocking hours let me claim your clock so you'll actually help me like in like asking for help and demanding help and and accepting help that comes in packages that like 
well, I don't really want this person in my house, but you know what? I need them. I need their help. Let's mm-hmm. like, I don't want, I don't want somebody to clean my house. I've had t- time periods where I've had people come and like, I've had cleaning ladies and mm-hmm. they're always ladies. So it's like, but I've had people come clean my house, but I, it's kind of a meditative thing for me. I like clean my own house and it, I get into it's not always like perfectly clean. I don't have, I'm not, my life isn't perfect, but I'm like now looking at my life and I'm like, I, it might be time to let go again and just like, mm-hmm. let somebody do that. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's hard for me to ask for help. It's hard for me to let help in. Mm-hmm. I, I used to be that way too. Yeah. I think that being the, dis- it's, and, I, and you're sitting in the place of not being the disabled person in your home. And so you have that burden in your own mind of, I should be able to do all these things for myself and for my yeah. family. And I'm, I'm capable. I have two legs that work and two arms that work and all of these things. But that doesn't mean that you should have to bear the whole mental load of it too. And that your time isn't also valuable, right? So for right. me, it- I used to be the person who was like you, like, I'll just do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I can do this. Or or maybe like if the cleaning got overwhelming, like I had a best friend that would come over and help me. I'd go over, help her because it's easier when there's two people. And my ex-husband, his idea of helping clean was going to the Dollar Tree, buying the cleaning supplies and leaving them on the counter and then going off on his own so that I could. Oh, that yes. was his idea of what helping a gift. <laughs> There's a reason we have exes and there are other exes. <laughs> that was one of my reasons with him. But But being, you know, gradually going from being somebody who was able to walk and able to do all those things to losing that ability over time meant that I had to rely on other people or live in squalor because there are some things I can't get up and vacuum. I can't wash floors. I cannot get on my knees and wash the bottom of my tub and then expect that I'll be able to get up again um, just because of the way that my body works or doesn't work right now. And I don't see that getting better anytime soon. Right. And so for me, I, I had to come to terms with the need to have others help me. And so I pay somebody and she, a a girl I've known since she was a kid has a cleaning business. She and her mother come every other Tuesday, clean my whole house for me, take out the trash, like all of that stuff. And then, you know, I get home and it's like, Oh, clean sheets on the bed and all of those kinds of things. And they find ways because they know me so well, and I'm sure she does it for other customers too. They find ways to like fill the time. So if they're, if the house isn't as messy and she's committed two hours that I come home and my kit, my refrigerator has also been organized and wiped out and like, you know, they do those different things for me. And so like it, it was a no brainer to send her money as a Christmas gift this year because she goes above and beyond to make sure that I'm able to work within my own home when, when there's not somebody here and hiring somebody was the first step to me actually being able to ask people for help and admit that whether I'm able-bodied or not, I can use help in certain areas of my life to make the rest of my life work the way it's supposed to. And so it was like when I went to WordCamp Asia last year, my my friend Jeff went with me, right? And he was my travel assistant and he managed the scooter and all of the things and the luggage and the things that I have difficulty doing. When I went to Greece, my daughter came and did those kinds of things. You know, when you were and I, you and I were in Phoenix, you were like so helpful to me. And the, uh, being able to say, I need somebody to help me do these things so that I can do the things yeah. that make a difference is super important. Yeah. You know, you think about it. It's like, 
Well, I just I was listening to a video this morning when I was out on my walk and somebody said something about how time is more valuable than money. So if you can Mm -hmm. use your money to get yourself more time, do it. Yes. And like if you're going to grow a business and stuff like that, you can't do everything all yourself. You need to be able to scale. Mm -hmm. It just makes more sense. Like that whole idea of like time is not money. Time is more valuable than money. And Mm -hmm. to have like time to I think about like. Um, I, I, Claire took me down this whole like Taylor Swift thing. And now, so all of the algorithms are like, oh, you like her? We've got plenty of content. And I'm just like, I don't care. Like, really, I don't. But it shows up all the time. And uh, yeah, so Taylor Swift, is she gonna? No, she's got an army of people, I'm sure, that are just like helping her be like the best that she can possibly be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're kind of that. We're important people that are doing important things helping other people yeah. right like yes. we're of service to a lot of people you are mm-hmm. especially and yeah so if we're going to really maximize what we're good at and maximize our impact in the world we have to allow other people to help us and we have to almost demand that of our mm-hmm. world that that people do support us that the that the universe supports us in every way possible so that we mm-hmm. can do the things we need to do Yes, exactly. I a couple weeks ago, well, a couple years more than a couple years ago, about ten years ago, an art a local artist friend of mine wanted Lydia saw pictures of Lydia said she's gorgeous. I want to paint her right, and so she and this other artist um, had Lydia come over. They had a huge photo shoot so they could use those photos as um, reference for painting. And I saw two of the paintings. I didn't realize at the time that the one artist did like five paintings of my kid kid she was an adult but she's still my kid <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and so I'd seen two of them and I had always loved them and there was one especially I'll put pictures of this in the show notes too of Lydia and it just looks like she's soaring through the sky like it's just the most amazing beautiful photo or uh, painting and I wa- I had inquired as to like how much would these paintings cost and the other photo that I'd seen that Lydia liked better was like $2,500 and I was like I was making less than $50,000 a year. I was just freshly divorced. Like there was no way I had $2,500 to buy a painting. So now that I have a little bit of money from my dad's estate, et cetera, I thought to myself, oh, I should go back and look at those paintings. I had not looked at the price of the other one, which was less than $1,000. It was under $800 with free shipping. And so I ordered, I paid for this painting of my child. It sits on top of my piano now. It's painted on wood. It's the heaviest motherfucker I've ever seen. <laughs> so oh my heavy. gosh. So this like UPS brings it in and just sets it up for me. I got I like shuffle across the room later and I'm like, holy moly. So I managed to get it all unboxed and now there's this huge, it's like almost the size of the top of my, you know, upright grand piano. Huge painting. I'm like, I cannot like clear the top of my piano, lift this thing above my head. And so I, I texted a friend of mine who's actually Lydia's age, who lives a couple streets over, he and his fiance. Um, the fiance is my massage therapist. So I texted uh, Tony and I'm like, hey, I'd happily pay you for a half hour of your time if you could come over and help me put this up. And he's like, well, I'm not available, but Gavin said he'd come over. It cost me 25 bucks. Gavin came over, he cleared the top of the piano off, he put the painting up where it belonged. And then I had this like, you know, confidence that the cats weren't going to knock it down nothing was going to happen to it sitting where it belongs and the fact that I had people I could ask that of 
in my life and they would have done yeah. it for free, but I wanted to respect their time as well. Right. So yeah, you're coming over to, to work for me. I'm going to pay you for the work, but, um, but yeah, it's just, it's important to, like you said, the time, the, the time is worth more than the money and a yeah. lot of, t- and if you can't afford it, that's a different story. Right. But when you can afford it and when you can afford to pay for the things that you don't want to focus on so that you can make more money focusing on the things that you can or contributing in other ways. Um, it's important, I think, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think in a lot of ways, like if you don't ask for help, it's almost like you get pushed into situations where you have to ask for help. And it's true. And I think it's really easy for some of us to, <laughs> speaking for a friend, <laughs> to fight through the you know like I can do it I can do it I will soldier through this no matter how hard it is I will make this happen I will be the hero I will be it will get done watch me soar and sometimes it's just like it feels almost like ego humiliating to just say no I I, this doesn't make sense for me to torture myself Mm -hmm. let this person who's better at this do Mm -hmm. this and the other thing is if you think about it you like to help people I like to help Mm. people you like to get paid for your work I like to get paid for my work when we create those opportunities for other people to help or get paid for their work we have done for others what we like for people to do to us for us Mm. so if I have a need and somebody can feel good because they helped me do it or I yep. have a need and I can hire somebody and put money in somebody else's pocket and make their life a little bit easier that way too. Why wouldn't I, if I have the ability? Yeah. True. True. Yeah. You know, I was listening to something one time a while ago and it kind of stuck with me. And every time I clean the cat boxes, I think about it. And it was like this interview about, <laughs> there's a visual for you. Um, but it was this, interview of someone about the Indian cat caste system, you know, where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, you're in this caste and that therefore this is like how you will be, and which I disagree with. And I find like, rip, oh, yeah, yeah. it's just gross. But they, they were talking about how the, it might've been somebody who like moved to India and they had like the cat box person and they came from the cat box caste or whatever. And they, for a dollar a day, they cleaned people's cat boxes and that was what they did. And they were like, the person was feeling like bad that this was going on. So they cleaned the cat box and the person who did the work, like got very angry, like, this is how I pay my, this is how I take care of my family. And you might not understand it, but like, don't do what's outside of your cast. And I, it just hit me of this, just like, yeah, it was weird. Cause it wasn't something that I would consider. I, I find the whole system kind of reprehensible and like, you know, people should have upward mobility and, you know, maybe this person has got an IQ of 200 and they're born into the cast of cat boxes. Like that doesn't sound right, but that was their system. And it was just like, let people help you, let people do the job. If, even if you feel like, you know, you can do it, like let them do their job, like step Mm -hmm. off, like let it be. Yeah. I don't know. That's, I don't know what the lesson is from that story, but I I remember it. And so now every time I clean the cat boxes, I think of that. Well, not every time, half the time I'm complaining (laughs) about it. And the other half the time I'm like, wow, that was just, there's people who like, that's their life. And it's just, 
ew. <laughs> well, I used to think like, why would you want to be a trash collector? Why would you want to deal with other people's trash? Man, they're some of the happiest people I know. If I if you watch TikTok yeah. and you see these little kids that are admiring them and they love the big trucks and why yeah. look down on anybody for the job they do if that's the job they're choosing yeah. to do and they enjoy yeah. it, right? Like there are probably people who are like, you do marketing? Why would you do marketing when you could actually create? I'm like, how is marketing yeah. not creating, right? Well, I'm not the developer. I'm not the whatever. And like, no, but I, I still have part of the whole, you know, community of, of the company and doing the work that we do and all of that. And the work that I do enables other people to have jobs and we all fit in there somewhere. Right. And I realized yeah. that some of the, what I've said today sounds incredibly privileged because I, I have, risen to a place in a company that I can afford to have somebody clean my house. And I have, you know, worked hard to be able to do X, Y, Z, and I have the money to hire people to come put painting up for me. And it wasn't always that way. And I don't want it to want it to sound like we're coming from a place of total privilege today, even though I, I'm acknowledging right now that that's where we sit most of the time. But it's also good if you can look at what you have and share that with others through not just charity but hiring and doing those kinds of things like yeah. you know Mandy yeah. Mandy needs people her job is to clean houses she loves cleaning houses that's I mean she loves it right that's what she loves to do she's made a career she's got a business and so by hiring her to do that work for me I've given her the job that she's looking for I I struggle every Wednesday some I should say every Wednesday I struggle sometimes to get my weekly Wednesday posts out about work and when I miss a week or two people come out of the woodwork saying hey where's your post where's your post and I'm like I didn't have time this week but I had somebody approach me through Twitter and and I please everybody don't suddenly ask me for jobs on Twitter because I don't always have the ability to hire people but I did have somebody ask me about it um he said there was looking for an internship unpaid internship he just wants the job um uh, experience. And so I said, well, I really don't have anything like that right now, but I need help coming up with my tweet thread every Wednesday. So that, cause I'm just in a place right now where I'm swamped. I said, but I don't want you to do it for free. I can't, it's not a lot of work. It's maybe 20 minutes a week, but I'll give you, I'll give you 50 bucks a, a month if you'll help me do this. And he's like sold. Right. So now I can continue to do that weekly tweet thread I can compose it. I can do it. I can vet the work that he's done, but I haven't had to do all the legwork. And it doesn't negate the work that's being done. It doesn't say, well, Michelle didn't come up with all of the tweets, all of the jobs this week, so we're not going to read it. No, it's still valuable work, but now I'm actually paying somebody and giving somebody a little bit of money in their pocket and experience to help me build that. And I will thank them in the last tweet of the thread and get acknowledge them so now that they get a little bit of um, press or whatever as well. So never uh, never underestimate the fact that asking other people to help you helps them too yeah but yeah, that definitely that no, but that no is a, is a valid answer <laughs> so <laughs> if I ask somebody and they say no like okay good enough I can ask somebody else now <laughs> yeah yeah it's yeah I mean you're giving opportunity by yes you can do lots of things but by giving other people opportunities to, to try mm -hmm. to do something new, to learn from you and your guidance yep. as they're learning something. I think it's, I think that's important too. And then, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, like, like you said, I feel good being of service to others. Let other people feel that too. Being Why of service. Why wouldn't you share too. that? Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I love exactly. it. I feel like okay. a new person. 
And now that part of some of my uh, entourage of help here in Texas and taking care of Mark has left, I have another (laughs) that's on my to-do list of getting more people to to help me out with what I'm doing. So for sure. Absolutely. Um, Next week, I want to talk about what you want for Christmas because I've got a list and I want to see what's on your list. (laughs) Ooh. Yeah, you'll be... I already have that ready. I'll be ready for that episode because I, I saved up a bunch of gift cards and on Black Friday, I went nuts for Ooh. myself. So. Oh, I love that. I ordered a bunch of stuff for everybody else, but nothing for me. So, hmm. 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 Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, make sure you tune oh. in next week. We're talking about not, we've, we've done a few episodes of our favorite things. Now we're going to do an episode of the things we want. <laughs> yeah. Or the things that we have. Yes. <laughs> that I have we, like right here, but the things we wanted next time. The yeah. things we wanted and got. <laughs> yes. And I'm not going to wait around for treating myself. That's right. <laughs> Sometimes you got to, right? They can't wait for other people to do everything for you. Yeah, so. exactly. That's awesome. All right. Well, we'll see y'all next week. Thanks for hanging in there with us and tell us what you want for Christmas too. We're not buying it, but we just want to know. <laughs> We're nosy. (laughs) We're nosy. All right. Take it easy. See you later. Bye. Bye. This has been WP Motivate with Kathy Zant and Michelle Frechette. To learn more or to sponsor us, go to WPMotivate.com.